You're listening to episode 172 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is how to create a vacation budget. You're listening to Christian Travelers Network, the podcast and platform where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, I'm so glad that you're here. Many of you have just gotten back from vacations, and for some of you, you know that you spent your money well, you're pleased with the outcome, etc. But for others, you're realizing maybe you should have set a budget for your vacation. While in many ways that can feel limiting, it doesn't have to. So today we're going to walk through that. And for others of you, you might find that the idea of budgeting, talking about money and numbers, is something you're not used to or is a little intimidating. So let's go ahead and do that together today. But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources, and you'll be able to connect with other Christian travelers who share your passion for travel. Head there and learn a little bit more about our online community. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Many of us, when we think about money, we start to think a little bit about what scripture says about money. We are called to be good stewards, but what does that mean? And we're supposed to tithe, but what does that mean? And when we talk about travel in the Old and New Testament, isn't that for prophets and missionaries? What about my vacation? Does that fall into the same category? Those are all great questions. So I decided to find a Bible verse that talks about being a good steward. From Titus chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered, or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. So a good steward is not arrogant, quick-tempered, drunkard, violent, or greedy for gain. Which, when you start talking about money and sometimes travel, some of those things quickly become things that our flesh, our sinful nature, is dealing with. But a good steward is hospitable. A lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined, firm to the trustworthy word, and sound in good doctrine. Well, what does that mean when it comes to travel? Well, my interpretation of this would be, you know, while you're traveling, can you still be welcoming of others? When you're traveling, are you a lover of good or are you falling by the wayside? Are you self-controlled with your financial decisions and sometimes just the resources that God gives you while traveling? You know, just because um, things don't always go our way in travel doesn't mean that we have to respond arrogantly or quick-tempered, but we can be self-controlled in our response and sometimes acknowledge that it's the best thing, even if 
um, it isn't. What I mean by that is sometimes not to say that we have to be overly positive and that everything has to just be this joyful attitude all the time, but sometimes we have to be willing to reframe our thinking. So when things don't go correctly, when our finances don't go as planned or our travels don't go as planned, um, instead we're like, what is God teaching me in this? How can I reframe this to go, you know what, this is hard, but it's the best thing because it's going to grow me closer to God. So self-controlled, upright, holy and disciplined. And so while sometimes doing things that are disciplined seems like we're lacking and missing out on things, sometimes it means that we have more abundance because we are setting the limitations and creating great environments within that. By being disciplined with our finances, by being good stewards of the, what God has given us and choosing to use them in upright ways, we are able to participate in what he's doing already in these communities that we're traveling to. We're being able to be hospitable and show dignity. So with that in mind, that's why I believe it's important for us to create a budget before we set out on a trip and then to kind of hold ourselves to it. At the same time, God may speak and show you that there's other ways he needs your finances on your trip. Now, I'm guessing it's not going to be a super luxury purse or the coolest souvenir, but maybe to give and show generosity to those around you or um, being generous with your time. There's a lot of things that God gives us to take care of, to be a good steward of, and this is just one of the many ways uh, creating a travel budget. So what are the four steps that I go through when creating a travel budget? Well, the first step is to choose the main categories of your pie. Imagine your budget as a delicious pie, apple, cherry, whatever you're thinking, and break your travels into subcategories. For instance, if I looked at a pie and had to break it down, there's usually some main things that I consider a part of travel. For one, accommodations. Whether it's camping, a hotel, an Airbnb, or staying with friends, there's usually some kind of expense tied to accommodations. Transportation, gas, flights, car rentals, or even public transportation all have some kind of expense excursions that I might go on, and also meals. Those are the four big categories that I usually break my travel budget into. But if you're struggling to come up with what your categories are, go ahead and list out everything you can think of that you might spend on your upcoming trip. Whether you know it's certain activities you plan to do or if you can think, you know, I'm most likely going to forget my toothbrush and my socks, whatever it is, list out all of your potential expenses and then group them into similar categories. You might end up dividing your pie into four parts or 10 parts. However you divide your pie, having those initial categories helps you do some of the important budgeting. The second step is researching averages and activities. So now that you have the main areas of your pie that you think you're going to spend your money on, 
go ahead and take some time to research the local activities. You know you want to do excursions, but what excursions are there? Are there certain ones that are must go to and some that, you know, you might cross off your list later? And how much do they actually cost? By doing this research step and finding the ticket price for those excursions, you can begin to make a lawn sheet with all the potential expenses. And when I say researching averages, not every meal is going to cost this exact amount. And likely right now, even if you research the best restaurants or uh, the cool local markets, you likely don't know exactly what you're going to purchase. So look for that city or country's averages. What's the high-end expense for a meal, a luxury sit-down? What's the low-end probably for a fast food meal? To find the average, take that high-end and low-end number and add them together. For instance, high-end meal $40, low-end meal 10. Add them together, so 50 in this case, and then divide by two, the number of numbers in your math. So your high-end, low-end number, two numbers. Divide by two, that means that the average meal might cost $25. Now, are you someone who eats three times a day or twice or one big meal and two smaller meals? Kind of using those numbers, begin to make a list of estimated expenses. So, you know, I'm averaging $25 a meal. I'll likely eat out lunch and dinner, but my hotel provides breakfast. So. I'm going to go with probably around $50 a day, round up to 60 on a few, and for a 10-day trip, that's $500 plus already just with meals. But if you're going for a shorter amount of time, etc., just start to create different sections of your pie. Make it as glamorous of a trip as you want or as simplistic, but make it realistic and likely round up. Give yourself a little bit of extra cushion. And going back to all of this, I going back to step one, actually, we left out a section of the pie that I encourage you to include, and that is miscellaneous. Leave an extra section for unexpected expenses. So as you write out all of these numbers, make sure to include that miscellaneous number as well. Step three is adding it all up. Now, we started to do this in step two, but make sure to start to pick those numbers that are realistic to what you think you're going to spend. Put those numbers in a side column. Are you going to skimp on meals but spend more on excursions? Are you going to get a really luxury hotel or, you know, a more basic motel? Whatever you're looking for or however you can estimate, make sure to make a column with those numbers. And as I said before, average up. This is also a great time to start writing in the margins. You know, I really liked the tour with this company, but not as much with this one. I really like this Airbnb, but not as much as this one. And by listing those things out, when you go to actually start purchasing those things, if it's today or six months from now, either way, you still will be able to reference back to those things that interested you in the research step. So now as you add up those totals, this is the number that you're going to want to be saving for. Whether it's $50, $3,000, or even more than that, this is the number that you're going to base all of your budgeting around. 
Step four of this process is strategizing your savings. So you have this number and it seems probably a little daunting, but it's your total goal. Go ahead and subtract your current savings. If you have money set aside for future travels, how much of that is going to go into this number? So say I had 3000 and I have $500 already set aside. Now my goal is only 2500 Already it's starting to feel a little bit more refreshing. But now we need to divide that number by the number of paychecks between now and your upcoming trip. So say you get paid once a month over five months, that's five paychecks. So my 2,500 divided by five means I need to save $500 per paycheck to be able to go on this excursion in all of its glamorous glory. Now, this may seem like an absolutely realistic amount for you to save whatever number you came up with, or it may not. If it isn't realistic, um, I encourage you to look at ways you can adjust. Can you reduce the number of excursions? Can you postpone your trip by another month or two? Different things can help you save here and there. And adjusting those numbers until you feel confident that it won't hurt your budget for your daily expenses and it allows you to experience the trip to the fullest that you've been envisioning it. Now, if it does seem realistic, I encourage you to map out your monthly income and set different lines. You know, if you typically do your 10% tithe and your rent is 25%, start maybe mapping it out by percentages. How much is $500 out of your monthly paycheck? How What percentage does that e equal? If you're not so great with percentages, you can literally type in out of this number, my annual, my monthly paycheck, what percent is 500? What percent is however much you're saving? And therefore, it can begin to determine, you know, I need to adjust this and this. I need to cut back on coffee for the next five months or buy more groceries instead of eat out. There's just different things we can do to set those realistic goals and set aside money to save. So I'd love to hear if these tips connected with you and if they helped you create a travel budget. And then um, if you have other tips or tricks that you'd like to share, go ahead, post those in the comments below. I'd love to learn more about how you plan your vacation budget. If you like today's episode, I encourage you to check out episode 113, Six Tips to Be a Financially Wise Christian Traveler, or episode 11, How to Budget for Your Travels. If you like today's episode, please hit that subscribe button and share this episode with a friend. It might just help them to be good stewards and to get the most out of their next vacation as well. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.